You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Oh, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It is a best of week here at Fun Employment Radio because we are on vacation down in Mexico yes. right now. And uh, today we are pulling up one of our favorite interviews, and it is with Mr. Bert Kreischer. The machine. The machine. Bert uh, came and joined us, I don't know, it was a few years ago, I think, that this one. Uh, well, this that was we a actually, few years back. Yeah, that we actually uh, did this one. So Bert uh, joined us, told us the stories of the machine and many, many other tales, and he is fantastic. So we wanted to play this episode for you. I do want to say one thing i've got allergies too so i'll have allergies this entire week <laughs> so you're, you're gonna hear to every update of. that we do like the before and after greg is gonna have allergies because he's like, battling through them right now <laughs> i feel like i have to say it but you got to record these things and, and yeah i know spoiler alert we, we are pre-taping this so today just happens to be the day that those allergies are awful yeah it's uh, yeah. that's exactly when it happens i get allergies or sick when i'm ready to go on vacation of so course that's why that's that happens the way it works. but regardless i don't believe i'm sick in this episode so uh here we go let's play it now it is bert kreischer on fun employment radio you're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So this is our interview that we conducted earlier today um, with uh, Bert Kreischer. With Bert Kreischer, and he is amazing, incredible, charismatic, hilarious. Um, Greg has a, the last line of the interview. Greg nails exactly what this interview is it is just gold and i am so excited to be playing it again absolutely yeah so we're uh we're, we're gonna play it this just goes straight into it pretty much and um it's amazing the chat's gonna be open during the entire time too that we're playing this and then we'll come back on after after yeah, we yeah. replay it and if you have any questions like if you hear him talking about something like we can tell you behind the scenes stuff like yeah if there's yeah yeah if you have any questions like as the interview is going along we will be in the chat absolutely yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, here we go, everybody. I'm just so proud of this. Me too. It's so and it's also, exciting. We want to say thank you too to everyone who uh, subscribes to Fun Employment Radio and has been supporting us because uh, it's because of you guys that we get to continue to uh, move on and our success is growing and it's all because of you guys it listening. It's all because of you. Thank you. And uh, and we get to uh, bring uh, bring amazing people like this into the studio and, and we get to do what we love. And we get to hang out with you all day, which yeah. is the best thing ever. It's absolutely awesome. So uh, so here we go. Here's our interview. Right now. Hi, this is Greg. <laughs> Hi, this. Hi, this is Greg Proops, the specky one from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Not the tall guy, the fat guy, or the black guy. And you're listening to Fun Employment Radio with Greg and Sarah. All right, us. <laughs> that is us. We are live now. My wife just uh, is my mic on. Oh. Nope. There, 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 there we go. My wife just uh, divulged to me that she loves Greg Broops. Really? Yeah, which I was like, I don't think he'd like you. <laughs> he, is, he is quite the charmer, I have he's, to say. He's a, he, oh, he, she saw him on the green room, on Paul Provenza's green room, uh-huh. and she loved him. She was like, God, he is really funny. I want to see his stand-up. I saw his stand-up in Scotland in 2000, probably 2000. No, probably 1999. Wow. Uh, he was doing an hour at a theater, <clears throat> and I was very impressed. Oh, like, yeah. I remember I was very young, but I remember sitting in the back. It was me and Patrice O'Neill and, uh, and, and Rich Voss and just going, God, he doesn't. He doesn't change speeds. My name is Bert Kreischer, everybody. Yes, hello. This um, is uh, Fun Employment Radio. I just, I just realized I do that sometimes. But <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. he didn't change speeds to like write a joke. It was just everything was funny, and it was like one big chunk of material. It was really good. Yeah. I, I, and I was like, man, I hope one day I can t- do theaters and wear skinny suits Yeah, and have a full head of hair. But I've, I've missed out on two of those, so <laughs> let's hope I get to do a theater one day. You can rock the suit, yo. You know, no, just- I <laughs> look like I'm going to a funeral in a suit. I not look good in suits. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, hello, and thank you for coming in, too. Uh, no, so, thank you. So this is FunEmploymentRadio.com. You can go to FunEmploymentRadio.com slash live. Listen to us live right now. And, uh, yes, Bert Kreischer here with us. So, uh, and so you were telling us that uh, – so you got into town yesterday. Yes, I got into town yesterday yeah. and went to – and did the show at Helium last night. Great crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're a little wild, but I like them wild. Like, I like, a, I like a, I like a crowd where, like – where at any moment a, an Irishman can run up on stage with you. You know, that's what happened last night. An Irishman ran on yeah, stage. Yeah, well, an Irish and an Asian and a Mexican and a black guy. It was a really kind of like a we are the world type moment. A ready-made joke right there. Yeah, exactly. Had had uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name. Do you ever like have a joke in your head and then the, the your brain's like, hold on, I'm searching for it. Like like your the reference is yep. lost. And, and you know it's you can see your, Yeah, you can see your brain like going through like your room like, I can't find it. What's the guy's name? What's All the guy's name? All the pieces are here. How do they fit? I'm yeah. trying to remember his name. It's not Sidney Portier. <laughs> What's the other uh, black guy who is a, a civil rights activist? Um, 
Not that was a civil rights activist? He was, but he was also a singer. Harry Belafonte. Oh, okay, yes. Harry Belafonte. I just saw a documentary on him. Fantastic. Can I curse yeah. on here? Oh, yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. My brain just told me the best joke. Like, I, like I go, can I curse on here? And you're like, yeah. What if I just dropped an N-bomb? And I was like, because that guy is one interesting. No, 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 no. Not that way. Not that way. No, no. Harry Belafonte. Fantastic. He was fucking gorgeous, for one. Yeah. But he's such a good singer, and he did so much for uh, for the world. Humanitarian. A really great documentary. Now I'm turning into boring. All right. No, so, no, no. That's interesting. Back to We Are the World. So we have all the we have all the people on stage. The Mexican, let's just call her Dora. She is so drunk, so drunk that her boyfriend pulls her off stage. It was it was chaos last night, but it was fun. Wow. So do you invite people on stage, or were they just kind of? I, I invited the Asian girl on stage and the black guy, and then Dora showed up, and then the the Irishman. <laughs> I don't know if he was Irish or just very white, but he showed up on stage. That's Portland. There's I had the best experience uh, last week. Not to not to. I only had one show here, so I'm sure it'll happen. Oh yes, yeah, so it's going to be epic. I had the best show last week in um in uh in Hartford, front row, a uh, blind guy. Oh right. wow! Yeah. And so you can't just assume. By the way, had an even better experience with a deaf chick in in uh, Chicago. I don't know which one to tell you first. Oh my god! <laughs> well, do you want, since you started with blind, do you want to go with blind first? Let's go blind okay. first. So, <laughs> so he's. Um, <laughs> so I I said to him, I said, are are uh, you you can't just assume someone's blind. You have to ask, even though right. they have sunglasses on and they're staring sideways, like off to this corner. I said to him, I go, are you, are you blind, sir? And he goes, no, I'm just watching the door. Biggest laugh, biggest <laughs> laugh, right? Oh so automatically I know the guy's game to play. Uh-huh. So I go, so it's a, it's a little bit of a hacky joke, but I, I, it's something I've always wondered is how do blind people know when they're done wiping their ass? So I said to him, I said, sir, how do you know when you're done Wiping your ass. And he starts laughing and he goes, I just wipe until it hurts. And I went, are you serious? He goes, yep. And then I went, oh, shut up. We, I brought a server up and I made him feel the server's face to tell me if he thought she was hot. It was, I had the greatest oh moment. Oh, my God. Second only to the time when a deaf woman comes in and to my, one of my shows in Chicago. She's a fan, all right? She's a fan of, the sh- of my TV show. And so she brings with her. A translator, like a uh, like a sign language interpreter, interpreter, yeah. interpreter, not translator. It's the same language, but or, <laughs> so uh, I go up and I and the, and the and translator just sits up on the stage, sits ass up on the stage, and start. When I get up, I didn't do this for any of the other comics. sits up on the stage and starts translating, and I go, "Who the fuck's this?" And she's like, <laughs> and she doesn't answer me. She doesn't go, "Oh, I'm translating." There's a deaf person. She just says, "Who the fuck's this?" to the deaf person, which is now confusing. <laughs> The deaf person's like, I don't know, who the fuck is this? What are, who, who are we talking about? And then I go, is there a deaf person in the audience? And the deaf girl goes, uh, I was like, Bert, be careful. And then I was like, the deaf girl's not listening to this. So I was like, don't, don't say anything offensive. I'm like, she's not looking to hear this. So so I said, I go, is there a deaf person in the audience? She goes, uh, right here. I'm right here. I'm not going to do the fucking accent, but she goes, I'm right here. So I go, oh, okay. I said, That's, did you have to bring her with you? And she's going to translate. So she goes, no, I actually had to pay for her. To help me for this show, because oh, I wanted to see you live, and I went, Aww. "Oh, that's uh, wow!" I'm so touched at this moment because you never think you think of like, "Oh, it's neat when I, when a group of black people come to see me," because I, I, it's not my target market. I wouldn't think that. Then you go, "Oh, shut up!" Like you listen to me, or like a group of like Puerto Ricans, and then and then eight. But then when you see you have a deaf person, you're like, "That's real crossover." I'm like, yeah. really touched. So I go, "I go, well, thank you very much, ma'am. I hope you have a good time." And then I said, "Can she not talk to me?" And she goes, apparently not. And I go, wow. So I turn my back to the deaf chick and I go, I hope this doesn't take long. I gotta take a shit. So she says that to the she says that to the deaf chick. And the, the deaf chick laughs. I've never heard a deaf person laugh before. It is the best laugh. It's like watching it's like watching a homeless person dance. It is a, it is like it is just it's so unfiltered. Because when we laugh, we we listen to our laugh and we pull it back if we fess sounds stupid. Right. This woman just went It sounded like someone was stomping pigeons. And I I couldn't stop laughing and I was like and I didn't want to make fun of her cuz I wanted her to enjoy her laugh. Yeah. But I ne- I loved her laugh. The room loved her laugh and her laugh was like cocaine. Everyone was in it. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best moment of my life." So then I started going I started going 
Um, man, he's pretty hot. Like my back's still the audience. He's pretty hot. I wouldn't mind sucking his dick. And 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 now the woman, I turn around as the woman's saying next. I'm under, wondering, how do you say suck dick? Like in sign yeah, language. Yeah. But then then the woman's just staring at me like I'm not gonna say that. And then I'm like, say it. I go, she's paying you. You say it. Yeah. And she goes, and she does it. And she does this. The inter- universal that actually sign. Is yeah. Universal and I go, shut okay. up. I go, how do you put a finger in ass? And she goes like this. I go, oh my god. So for the next 45 minutes, this woman just looked like she was getting raped by the invisible man. Just like. Like doggy style. Look at man's ball. It was. I'm glad we can curse on here because I'm really off the chain. So, but that. So then, I, and then the deaf woman was laughing so hard. I, it was the best experience I've ever had. I told the deaf woman I was like, I was like, anytime, anywhere, you can come to any of my shows. I go, I'll sit you up front. You got to bring that same translator though, because I don't want a cool translator. Yeah. That. So those were my two experiences, and it's interesting because once you have kids, you kind of, you kind of get this, uh, this little bit of a. a I'm, I'm, I'm a much more sensitive man than I ever was. Yeah? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Because you deal with – you when you, you have children, you deal with other children that have disabilities. And um, and, and, and you and you don't ever want to make fun of someone with a disability. Right. Because like, there's nothing they can do about that. that, that that's yeah. how the fuck they were born. Why? What are you going to do? I, even – I stopped using the term gay. Like, like oh, that shirt's gay. I stopped using that term because I had a friend who came out of the closet. And he was saying that, uh, that when you do that, it gets a kid – who is dealing with his sexuality? It makes them think that what they're dealing with, what they may be in their head, is lame. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, like, I was okay. like, yeah. I go, I don't care. It takes nothing to change behavior. To not say the f word, you know. To right. not say. I mean, like, think of the n word. None of us say it. Mm-hmm. None of us say yeah. it. But none of us say it, and none of us really have gripes about not saying it. Yeah. Like, no one's like, I, don't, I just don't say it. I'm not losing anything from my lexicon by not saying exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I, I never. I mean, I, there's a couple stories I have where the word is integral, and I hate it because it's the best oh it's the best but um, i i've just kind of consigned to the fact that despite the fact that the story i have where that word is is n- necessary mm-hmm. uh, maybe the best story that i have that happened to me uh not best story ever but like one of top 10 i just go you know what it's not worth losing my job for it's not yeah. worth you know what i mean like, and I just go, and it's not worth someone misinterpreting and having their feelings hurt. That's most important. And that's not, I sound like a lame comedian right now. But you don't sound like Well, that. no, no. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's like you said. It's not – It's not that using that word doesn't necessarily yeah. mean My anything. My wife used the word retard the other day. And I, 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 that word really sounds – I hear that, and it just sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. And, she, she, and, and I go, baby, you can't say that. And she goes, why? Why not? I go, because it just it's – a, it's, a, it's an ugly word. She goes, no, but no, but that that guy is. He's a retard. And I went, no, baby, he's not. He's got a no. And my wife's argument <laughs> was that he's thirty five. So when, so he was grandfathered in to be. A retard. I was like, I was like, I, honey, off. I go, baby. She goes, no, you never say that about a child now. But this guy, when he was born, he was, yeah, he was, he was born pre nineteen ninety. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> he was born in the seventies. He's a retard. <laughs> amazing by the oh, way she's, she's, but she's a very sensitive person but she's also a redneck so she does like she's like very like like she she's very i don't know she's she's a very good person but she's also very pragmatic and like just like she was like i'm not being mean i'm telling you i'm talking about the guy i'm telling the story about the guy i'm not t- i'm not saying it to his face i'm not saying it i'm just telling these people who the guy is and i was like and the guy does drive me nuts. He, he, he's, horrible. <laughs> he's a horrible dude. Really? Yeah. And he's and he. Uh, he's a, Who is this person? I don't, Without I don't being specific, I don't want to say. Yeah. I don't want to say it because it's. I, but it's I, a person it's that you, too, you guys know. Yeah, we know him, and the guy's a. He likes. I can't even talk about him because I. I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but if he does, it could fuck our lives up. Okay. okay. Yeah. Then let's All right. Move fair on. enough. Hey, yeah, so, we'll drop um, it. So sp- talking about something that you were talking about before the show, you went to a strip club last night. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What did and you here's think? the thing. Here's the thing. That's another thing. My wife was like, got me because I have two little girls, and she, she tried to get me out of strip club. She was like, I, I grew up in Florida. That's what we did. Like I, yeah. I knew. I know how to work a strip club. Mm-hmm. I, I know the ins and outs. You go in with a light pair of umbros, no underwear. You <laughs> ask for a lap dance. You get the ugliest yeah. girl. You don't get the prettiest girl, yeah. Because the prettiest girl doesn't feel like she needs to work for it. But the ugly ones, like, I need to make this money. Yeah. So, no, but so, <laughs> but I. St- my wife was like, "How can you go to strip clubs? How can you go to there? Like, you know, they're like, how how can you do that? I'm like, how do people accept Jesus into their heart? It happens. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you that I d- had an answer for that, but I don't. 
So I stopped. I stopped going to strip clubs kind of altogether because I was like, I was like, uh, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I'm part of the. I don't know. I just stopped. But then they're so prevalent here that mm-hmm. if you can't go to a bar, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's, and and so we went to this strip club. It was awesome. Yeah. It was. I wouldn't even call it a strip club, to be honest with you. No, I, I, I would, know which you're, one you're talking about the one right next to the, <laughs> yeah. to the, the, name, to the helium. The Hawthorne Strip. Hawthorne yeah. Strip. I wouldn't yeah. even call it a strip club. It is a cool bar. Like, it's a cool bar mm-hmm. where there happen to be gymnasts in the corner. <laughs> Gym, these girls are, I was like, I said to the, uh, I, I literally have never watched a stripper, stripper and thought to myself, I wonder how many calories she's burning. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, stripping is a profession here in town. If, do you know oh, yeah. that Portland has the most strip clubs per capita in the entire country? I did. Yes. And, uh, adversely, the most daycares also. The, uh, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, I mean, the, that's just the tip of it. The, the Hawthorne Strip is the tip of the stripper iceberg. I mean, there's so many places yeah. for you to enjoy. I'm yeah. going there every single night. I met the owner. Owner, I met the owner uh, Jared <laughs> and his wife Mary, and uh, and, and, I, and I was like, and I had such a good time there. And they were everyone was really cool. Like there were these uh, frat boys that came in. Now I had come from the the uh, the stroke of frat boys. Like, I was, I, you're yeah. the fratty of all I, was frat boys. I was definitely a frat boy growing up, um, but I was never like a rich kid, and I was never snotty. I just that's who I hung out with. Those were my friends. Right. So I saw these guys come in, and, and there's an arrogance that happens with frat boys where they were that I uh, understand, but I, at the same token, I'm like I'm like dial it back. You don't need to act like that. Yeah. And, and the the uh, waitress her I've, or the bartender uh, Hardy Meal. I think it's her name. She's, uh, I, I don't know if that's her real name. Yeah. I think that's her name. Uh, she's, the name. But they were just acting kind of like bitchy to her. And and I was like, man, don't. And then the guy next to her, I forget his name, her boyfriend. And he was just like, man, you don't need to treat people like that. And I was like, yeah. And then they left. And then the energy was awesome. It was mm-hmm. like really good energy. And then Marion and Jared came in and, and Mary recognized me from my TV show. And I was like, and, and we ended up having drinks and, I just had such a good time that I was like, I'm coming here every single night. I don't care. <laughs> I understand that there's there's like there's like like there's like IKEA of strip club mm-hmm. out here. You've got every strip club you can imagine. Any, I you do, yeah. I kind of want to go to the yeah. Suicide Girl one, the one. Oh, uh, Union Jacks. No, the heart of the part. Uh, Mary's. Mary's. No, they said it's. I don't know. Oh, de- there's uh, Devil's Point. Devil's Point. Devil's yeah. Point. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. That's the Suicide Girl. I, one. I, yeah, I, yes. I love. I love. Like, I love. That's a cool little bar too. It's like a really tiny, like triangular. Yeah, yeah. Bar. I like. A, I like. A, this is going to sound very weird to, that we're talking about this. I like a natural bodied stripper. I like a, a stripper mm-hmm. who looks like I could. I almost want to take it to the next level. I want to see them <laughs> fully dressed. I want to see them <laughs> with a coat and gloves and a ski cap on with snow boots and. I I want to see them get off stage, like, and you know how you shrug off the cold, like, uh-huh. like I want to see them start dr- stripping like this, like, and then, oh, I want to see indentations Brushing from your teeth. belt. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the full. Like, here's my pitch. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna pitch this to Jared tonight. I think, I think that you should, that all your strippers should look like they should make it really improv. Like uh-huh. everyone should be in different outfits, but just hanging out. And then you should, because there's a real energy when someone else gets on stage. You're like, oh, what's happening? Like as opposed to someone who works there. Like you should have a girl that like looks like she's just in the corner reading a book, right? <laughs> that is genius. Idea, That's awesome. Actually. Yeah, undercover just, stripping. Yeah, and then she just and they're like and they're like, well, guys, looks like we won't have a stripper because uh, no one showed up for work. Does anyone want to try this? And then just a girl go, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And like, don't like, don't be a ringer, but definitely. Bring it, like yeah. I want to see. I, I said that to someone the other day. I was like, it's there's it. Every time I've gotten a woman naked, I've had to start from ground zero. Like I had to yeah. start with like get the scarf off, you know, like <laughs> the parka. Yeah, like I've never really, I've never really gotten a woman naked from just bra and panties, like just like snip snip. Like yeah, I and 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 there's there's little sexy there's sexy little uh, little things that that come with that. Like I love when you when. Uh, like, how come they don't have strippers that keep their socks on? Like, I, like, I like that. I like when my wife. Ne- I've never seen her barefoot naked. She's just like, no, oh, my feet are cold. My feet are cold. Oh, I like you are full of ideas, good sir. I have, I have some great ideas. I have some great ideas. I have some really horrible ideas. Like, I one time I had an idea because I'm really bad with names. So I, I was like, what if? All right, what if? They changed it so that you never said had to learn someone's name. You just said your name to people. So I'd come up and be like, hey, Bert. And then you would know in, <laughs> instantaneously that I'm Bert. 
So then, then you'd know who I was. You're that like, makes oh, that's complete yeah. sense. It does yeah. until you're in a crowd trying to get someone's attention. Oh, and yeah. you're like, Bert! Everyone turns around. <laughs> Who's this guy yelling to? <laughs> no, not Black Bert. The one over there. The the one with the dreadlocks. Bert. 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 <laughs> and so it's a horrible idea. God, I have the worst time remembering people's names too. I'm always just yeah. like, Hey, you. What's up, buddy? Oh, it's like George Bush when he went to the UN. This is very specific. But do you remember when he was nominated to be president? Yes. And he went to. They, they asked him. Who's the uh, who's the chief, who's the head of Venezuela? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. he's like, but you see these guys all the time. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. And I just had a visual of George Bush going through the UN, like, big guy. What's up, chief? <laughs> Captain, look at you. What's up there, mustache man? Working yeah. hard or hardly working, big guy? Look at this guy. Every night, every night. I got drunk with yeah. this guy. So I think I would have. I And I also think I would have liked partying with George Bush. Yeah. Well, he was probably a good party. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh, he back was up in the to day? no good. Oh yeah. By no good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he I bet he did stuff that you could never do. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet Money. What did he, he, he went to Yale, didn't he? Yeah. Yale, I think. Some things. Some Hard, uh yeah, he was in Skull and Bones or whatever. Yeah, one of those things. That I mean, I can only imagine. Watch. Yeah, I can only imagine what goes on <laughs> in those things. I bet he's the kind of guy that would pull up like at a bar, do you never know those kind of guys that pull up? Like everyone's had been at a bar, they everyone's having drinks at eight, and then and he just pulls up and he just walks in with a gun. He's like, "I got a trunk full of rattlesnakes. Who wants to come out to the barn?" And you're like, "Okay, I'm in." Yes, George W. Yeah. But, uh, God. So, um, you know, here's there's another thing I was thinking. By the way, I the, my, I want to hear a. Po- I was thinking about doing a podcast just of podcast intros. Like, everyone's got oh, a yeah. good podcast intro. Yeah. Like, just where I scour the internet and find great podcast intros. Like, uh, like Marin's is, lock the gates! Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan's is, uh, 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 train by day, Joe Rogan by night, all day! The Joe, like, uh, the Joe <laughs> just Rogan. as intense as he is. Like, yeah, like, it's, it's, uh, but they're all awesome. And I had even, I even had figured out my intro to my podcast I was, i'm trying to do a podcast yeah i was gonna ask how come you're not yeah you're fucking hilarious oh yeah but, but but you're probably probably pretty busy too no no i'm not that busy actually <laughs> not busy enough to talk drunk by myself in a hotel room but i i just i just um, i did a couple i did one with my daughters where i interviewed them about uh about our house and and then i did one uh, i've done one with a friend of mine but my intro is it's from this uh this documentary knuckles it's about irish uh, bare knuckle fighting. Uh-huh. That sounds awesome yeah. already. And, and the it, oh, it's yeah, that sounds like something so I would totally watch. Fucking good. <laughs> and the 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 line that I loved in it was uh, the guy goes, "We're men and we're fight like men and we're not dogs. We're not cowards." And I just love that. Fu- <laughs> we're men and we're fight like men. And I was like, "That'll be my intro." Then I was like, "Wait, who am I intro?" <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't. That's not my personality. <laughs> we're men. Like, and then you have an interview with two little girls. <laughs> yeah, I did. I interviewed my daughters, and I was like, and I just was like, and they were, I told them, I go, mommy's never gonna hear this, so you can say whatever you want about mommy. But then we were doing stuff like I was, I was like, I was like, all right, if you if if you had to find a pair of shoes, who would you ask, mommy or daddy? And they're like, mommy. I go, but if you wanted to stay up all night, who would you ask? They're like, daddy. Like I was just going back and forth. <laughs> I go, if you had to go on vacation with someone, who would you pick, mommy or daddy? And they're like, wait, are you asking, like, who would get us there or who would be more fun when we got there? And I was like, all right, I know your answer. My daughters, I traveled with my daughters once, right? Okay, this, uh, all right, this is going to cross the line at some point. I tra- traveled with my daughters once by myself. I was uh, I was n- drinking, but not really because mm. I was my daughters, but I was also yeah. drinking, let's be honest. <laughs> so we're walking through LAX, through LAX, and and uh, and I've got the rescue dog. I've got uh, – they both got their Dora backpacks. They're in their pajamas because we're taking the red eye out to, uh, to Tampa. And all of a sudden, my oldest daughter goes, Daddy, I got to poop. And I'm like, hold on. I go, how bad? And she goes, bad. I got to go right now. I said, how do you, are you sure? And she goes, yeah, I got chili bumps. And I go, what? <laughs> she goes, I got chili bumps, daddy. I got to poop. I go, baby, that doesn't mean anything. I go, can you feel it like coming out? And she was like, she was like, no, daddy, I don't feel it coming out. I go, then you'll be fine. Sit on your heel. You'll be fine. And she was like, no, daddy, I got to poop. So I take her into the bathroom. Cause and I'm fucking now in the handicap stall. Me, my other daughter, the dog, fucking everyone's in there. <laughs> and she sits and just starts pooping right away. Just starts literally pooping. She goes, "Told you." I go, "Shut up." <laughs> so then, randomly, randomly, this is not 
part of the whole story, but randomly I had to fly home with them. But during that week, I was walking around. And I was like, all of a sudden I had chili bumps. I was like, oh my god, I wonder if I have to shit. So I sit on the toilet. I shat like <laughs> right away. Really interesting. Anyway, so then here's our flight back, right? So then uh, that's our flight there. We get there fine. On our flight back, my oldest daughter. I put on the noise reduction headsets. I got the pimp ones. You ever heard of Ultimate Ears? No. Ultimate Ears. <laughs> the greatest. The greatest in-ear in-ear monitors you can ever buy. They're expensive, but they're silent. You can't hear a word. I wonder if I could do a podcast where I'm just the guest all the time, where I just have other people host it, and, yeah. and I just doing and I just yeah. talk <laughs> randomly at that person. I'm just literally like I'm a crackhead. Like I wouldn't be shocked if I put a pistol on the table. Like you know what I'm talking about? You guys are like, hey, what the fuck's he talking about? We have an agenda, guy. We wrote a, sh- a show. No, dude, this is, no, this no, is no. your podcast yeah. today. Yeah, absolutely. The show. So my daughter, so my daughter, uh, in the flight back, my they. We're flying back in the afternoon, and, and I have my in-ear monitors, and I'm having a beer, and I'm perfect, listening to music, jamming out, and the woman next to me on the flight back starts hitting me, and I go, huh? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like pointing, like, nah, 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 nah. and I'm like, what? She goes, nah, 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 nah. so I take my thing, and she goes, you might want to pay attention to your daughters. And I was like, fuck you. Put them back in. I'm like, don't fucking tell me how to parent my kids. They're fine. And so I start listening to music, and then now the woman in front of her is like, and I'm like, what? I take it out again, and she goes, she goes, you might want to listen to what your daughter's saying. So I take the other ear out, where the one that's closest to them, my oldest daughter's going, I threw up in my vagina. I threw up in my vagina. I looked down, and she had, sure enough, she was sitting with her, like, her legs up, and she had thrown up, and it happened to be, that's where it happened to land. And so, I don't know how long this had happened. She had been yelling, I threw up in my vagina. So, I was like, all right. I go, I can't handle this, because I'm, I'm not dealing with that. So, I, got, I got, grabbed a stewardess, and I was like, ma'am. She threw up in her vagina. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and so that was my flight back. So that's why my daughters don't want me to travel with them. They want, to be, they want me to be there when, I, when they are done traveling, but they don't want me to be on the plane. <laughs> yeah. So how do we follow that? How do you think? Where do you I think don't know we're what at? the next the next step is after throwing up in vaginas. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe oh. I'll do a podcast where I just bring my little my little Zoom mic and yes. I just I go to the guy and go, "Hey man, you're gonna be my host." I go, "Here's some questions you might want to ask me." <laughs> and then he just goes, he just goes, "So, because uh, I'm, I'm gonna be in Mexico for 20 days, just be like, uh, so, uh, so tell me about your new dog." I'm like, oh, you mean the bull mastiff I got? I'm glad and, you brought that up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Great question. Great question um you mean priscilla yeah i said to my wife one time we were we were all drinking and we had to get in we needed to drive and the rules are that if everyone's drinking and a man and woman and, and their friends and you need to drive home the woman drives that's the rules that's, i didn't make them it's just the bible wrote them just so, gotta follow it yeah, yeah you just gotta do what you gotta do ladies yeah. here's the bill here's the reason okay so if you go to jail no one cares you're a woman whoa you gotta learn how to braid hair like but if we go to jail we get well, they have sex with us that is a game changer that's true. that is a game changer like you can't that's, that wakes me up every night like yeah. hey, nine guys had sex with me like <laughs> there's no coming back from that there's that's no, true. Yeah, yeah there's no your return. life has changed i can't be your husband anymore once that's happened to me how do I? Uh, what do you want for breakfast? No, not nine dicks. <laughs> like, so, so, yeah. So I, uh, so my wife and I got into an argument about it, and then in the argument, this is in front of her friends. I was like, "Listen, I'm the most important person in this family. Okay, I am the head, brain, heart, and lungs. You're the hands. Okay, like I'm the general." This is what I said to her. I go, "I'm the general, and you're my lieutenant." And and. Her friends are like, whoa, what the fuck? This is L.A. Very liberal. They're like, what the fuck are you saying? And I'm like, stay out of this. Stay out of this. I go, I am the most important person. My kids are our soldiers. My wife's a lieutenant. And our dogs are serial. Our dogs are are, uh, are uh, terrorists. Like our, our, our bomber that blows himself up. And that's all my friend heard. He goes, wait, your dog's? The bomber? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought the dog so that if anyone breaks into my house, I can just go, look, I hope you had a good life, but now you're going to die. You need to go after this guy and fight with your life to save us. You're not as important as everyone else. I've had, I've had some really half-cocked theories on, on – okay, this is, uh, this is to any single guy listening right now. I said this one time drunk to my wife, and my wife got so fucking pissed. This is my – okay. Men, you're a stallion. 
You're a stallion doing what stallions do. You're sprinting on a mountaintop, just knowing your power just enough to get right up to the edge. Stop and sprint back. Your mane and tail are blowing in the wind right now. That's what you are, and that is what women see in you. Women are the settlers. They're down looking up at the mountain, watching this beautiful stallion sprint back and forth, and they just want to ride you. They want to tame you. So when they come up with carrots and they feed you a carrot, beware. Don't just take the carrot because the carrot tastes good. You're going to be like, oh, this is good, and then they're going to pet you and you're like what's that and they're like no i just want to feel how beautiful your mane is and next thing you know you got a saddle on you and you're going down main street not sprinting at all just doing some gay prance that they taught you how to do just <laughs> and all your friends could be like man i remember the stallion and my wife's like so you're telling me that i i broke you and i was like yeah exactly i used to be a stallion and now and now i'm just some horse just plotting down main street just here we go here we go just maybe i don't even get carrots anymore i just get hay out by the barn <laughs> shouldn't even comb me I just have to comb myself. So, uh, next question. That was inspiring. All right. Yeah. College, Van Wilder. How did yes. Um, yes. How did Rolling Stone get in contact with you? I'm gonna. <laughs> that's gonna be my first question on my podcast. Yes. Where the guy and I go. Well, that's you know what, what you put in front and of then, me. And then I go. And then I go. And then I go. And then I'm gonna every time I'm gonna go. You know what? I don't want to answer that. <laughs> next question. <laughs> next question. Yeah, I'm like maybe he's done talking about it. Like, <laughs> this is this is gonna be fun. We're working on my podcast oh, yeah. right now. And so just, no. just put something out that you'll be instantly offended by yeah. too. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. Too much. Over the line, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, quite honestly, I don't want to talk about it. No, uh, no, I don't mind talking about this at all. I used to be want to distance myself from it. And then one of my buddies said, you should really embrace it because it changed you. It made you who you are today. Mm-hmm. And you have a, I have a, I'm a very happy person. Um, in 1997, Rolling Stone magazine discovered me and called me the number one party animal in the country. They... Awesome. Wrote a six, six and a half page article about me uh, and my exploits in college. I was at Florida State, the number one party school, and then uh, and then my career kind of took off from there. I, I mentioned in the article that I wanted to do stand up, and then uh, a local uh, radio show did like a stand up show, and I did stand up one night for like thirty minutes, kind of stream of consciousness. It went really well. Uh, moved to New York to start stand up. Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life to make a movie. Uh, a bunch of writers started writing scripts about for for that option. Uh, and the the pitch, the script at the time when I was involved was a journalist, just like the Eric Hedegaard who discovered me, discovers a party animal and mm-hmm. writes an article about him and in, in the process kind of realizes how good this person is. And that's obviously the baseline of, of Van Wilder. But, right. but in typical Hollywood would turn around the – Option ran out because Will Smith discovered me shortly thereafter, and uh, and he optioned me for real money uh, mm. to do a sitcom, and was like, "Listen, Bertie, there's stars in this, or we're going to kill this deal." And um, and then the deal kind of went away, and one of the writers who wrote a script for Oliver Stone turned around, sold it to National Lampoon, and it became the movie Van Wilder. So that's the that's the short and long of it. I I I used to, I I asked I did a interview at. National Lampoon, and I had them bring in some execs, and I told them the story, just like I told you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And at when I got to the point, and that became, and they were like, "Stop the mics, cut it off, cut it off." And they're like, "What do you want? Do you want money or something?" And I was like, "No, no, no." I go, I, I go, really? I go, I just want to be able to say on radio that the movie is based on. Money. I just want to be able to say that. Yeah, yeah. I go because that's it's just interesting. Yeah, and it's in my in my head in my head it it also is like a like a little footnote to my life that kind of that not a lot of people have, and they're like, and they're like, that's it. And I was like, I go, really? I just want to say it on radio and know I'm not lying. Right. That's what I want. Yeah. And they're like, all right. And wow. I was like, I go, really? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. You're totally cool. And they said, how about, and then they approached me afterwards. They're like, how about we do a radio show called Partying with the Original Van Wilder? And and it would be at, it was, it was actually a really great, National Lampoon's headquarters were on, they're defunct now, I think, but they were on Sunset. It was an old building on Sunset across from the Chateau Marmont. Oh, okay. And, uh. And they were like, you'll come in every night at like 7, and you'll pre-party with a bunch of comics, a bunch of your friends. You guys will have drinks, and you then you'll go out on the strip, and then you'll do another show at like 2 in the morning. You'll come back and go on the air again and tell us oh. what you did. I was like, that's a great idea. That's awesome. But my schedule never never met up to do it, and I and I was too busy. I ended up doing you know doing the road. and that would be a big chunk of time. Too. Yeah. It would be a big aside. chunk of time, and I, I love radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fat. I love listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love radio. I love old school radio. I love I love all of it, but uh, I just never had the time, and, and – and uh, and it was it was it was serious XM. It was XM at the time, just XM. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there was no money in it. It was just advertising. You got a portion of whatever ad sales they got. So okay. like so like they were like well, we can get tequila sponsorship and get Bud sponsorship. But uh, but yeah. 
so I never ended up doing it. But yeah, that's the short story of my life. And then, uh, and then Will Smith covered me. I started doing TV, and then you know, then and it, God damn, it just kind of snowballed. Yeah, that's awesome. It was it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me, and I and I don't think I realized it at the I realized it at the time, but I but even in that moment, like some really crazy stuff happened. Like like right after the article came out, ESPN. Um, Called me and they said we want to do a series of commercials with you. They were for the X X Games, and they're like we're going to send a tour bus and two actors down. They're already doing some commercials. We want to send them down to party with you for a weekend, and we're going to film it and uh, and and that'll be the that. And I go okay, great. So they send two actors down, and one of the actors happened to be Johnny Knoxville. This is nineteen ninety. Wow, yeah, nineteen ninety seven. When when like no, there was no. Hope of Jackass. Yeah. Yeah. The concept of Jackass wasn't even on the the idea. Now Jackass was a groundbreaking show, but that idea of reality television wasn't even that big back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, and so I partied with Johnny Knoxville for like and two nights, a couple nights, and got wore dresses and threw him down a flight of stairs, <laughs> ate pills, and had a fucking crazy time. Are you guys still friends? I ran into him one time at a California Chicken Cafe, and I, <laughs> and I, and oddly enough, he remembered me, and he was like, Bert Kreischer, what are you doing here? And I was like, I, I have a TV show. Like, and he was really famous at the time, but he was very grounded, very cool, very mm-hmm. nice, and, and I, there's no bad words I have to say about him at all. I, actually, all the guys from Jackass that I've met, I've really enjoyed. I met yeah. Bam. I met uh, I, me and Ryan Dunn, the late Ryan Dunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tested for Bert the Conqueror. My show on Travel Channel, like we all test. It was called The Conqueror at the time, so I'm sure it would have been called Dunn the Conqueror or Ryan the Conqueror. Um, but we all tested at, at one place, and so Dunn and I spent the day together. And I'm telling you when I say this, and I, I'm not saying this because he's passed, but one of the nicest, coolest. I mm-hmm. yeah, one of the guys that you thought if I lived near him, I would be his friend. I would go out of my way to be his friend, and I. We exchange email addresses, and of course, you know how it works. You just lose them. Right. But I tried to reach out to him a couple times, like when I was in Philly and I was doing shows. I was like, I want him to come down. I'm. He was, a f- and Bam was there the de- entire day. We had a great time, and I, and everyone I've ever met from the, those shows, mm-hmm. and and everyone says Steve-O's like an awesome dude. Even yep. better now when he's that he's sober, but mm-hmm. he's like, but, yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah. So I met Johnny then, and and then, I mean, just. The cr- I've had the craziest set of life experiences you Seriously. could ever imagine. Like, how could you? I don't understand how you could even imagine life without doing all these things that you've done. So, I mean, it, really, the Rolling Stone article was the precipice for all that. It really like, was. Like, now there was a bunch of things probably set in motion before then, but it really was. Like, uh, like this. Like, I, I'd already been involved with the Russian mob before that. Okay, like, yeah, I wanted to ask Greg about has been this. Dying. Like, we, yeah. Yeah, I was going to look stuff up. He's like, don't don't look up anything. I don't want to know anything. I wanted to ask him about it. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen I've seen posts about it, Russian mob stuff. But yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to ask the story have been about asking it. You to- yeah, well, I I'm, <clears throat> I mean, I can I, I totally tell you the story. Uh, or I mean, I, it's a it's a long story. I don't I don't want to. I you know I mean it's I it, I would uh, <laughs> you it's up to you. I yeah, I yeah. Can totally tell it. Uh, so um, the story's kind of had a different life of its own now because. The uh, the I on stage. I've been telling it on stage lately. And when you tell a story on stage, you have to shorten it. Do I need to leave? Oh no, I was just checking with Mary Ray to see if you guys had to take off or not. Okay. Okay. We're okay. okay. <laughs> so um, so uh, I the initial time I ever told this is so crazy. Um, I was on. It happened when I was twenty two. Mm-hmm. I was on Loveline with Loveline with Doctor Drew, and oh, yeah. one of the kids from that class that trip called into Loveline and goes, "Can." You tell Dr. Drew the story uh, when you got involved with the Russian mob. And I was like, I was like, what? And it, I'm telling you, it's like one of those beautiful moments in life where, where you're doing Loveline. And, and, and it, that was a really big deal back then. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. That was huge. When I was doing Loveline. And, 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 I, and I was like, and Dr. Drew's like, what? And I was like, oh, my God. I'd never told it. I told it to my friends, but I'd never told it like as a bit. I told it on Loveline that night. And Dr. Drew got done that night. And he goes, I want you to come back tomorrow and tell the story again. And I was wow. like, shut oh my up. God. Then out of that, I told it those two times. And then uh, and then I told it again in like Orlando at Monsters of the Morning. And then I told it in WDBE in Pittsburgh. And then Elliot in the Morning and then my buddy, my buddy Cowhead show. That was it. And then I, and then Rogan, I, I told it on Rogan's show. And it kind of – and from that point, Joe told me, he's like, you need to tell it on stage. That's who you are. You need to be working that direction with your stand-up. So now when I tell it now, it's so 
condensed from its original version because right. you get it stage ready. You got to yeah. take also, out. Do you tell it on stage? I now? tell it now. I tell it on stage, and I totally tell it to you. I have no problem telling it. It's uh, it's weird to think. I, mean, I had to tell it to my parents. My parents are like, I want to know the story, and they're like, I'm not going to listen online. I want you to tell us. So I had to tell it to my parents. My kids asked about it. Oh wow! Because we, we make this shirt. This shirt my wife made that says. Uh, uh, when I was 22, I got involved with the Russian mob. Here's how it happened. I was taking school classes at Florida State. Uh, I was taking uh, Russian classes that I thought were Spanish. I signed up for a Spanish class, and I'm sitting in the class, and they put a new alphabet up. And I, I looked at the kid next to me. I go, hey, when did, when did Spanish get a new alphabet? And he's like, oh, this isn't Spanish, buddy. This is Russian. And I was like, then hasta luego, bitch. And I got up. But the teacher said to me, she goes, listen, uh, I need 15 kids to teach this class. Very candidly. She goes, you're the 15th, and I need to teach this for my major. Uh, so if you stick around and stay in this class, I'll give you a C. And I was like, Strasvutia, bitches, I'm back. <laughs> so I ended up taking Russian 1, 2, 3, and 4. Never learning a fucking word, okay? <laughs> At the end of Russian 4, they're like, hey, do you want to go to Russia and finish up your minor? And I was like, I'm getting a fucking minor? And they're like, yeah. I go, we're going to Russia. <laughs> so I went to Russia, and, and uh, this is 1995. This is when the mob ran everything. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, right our, after communism. Yeah, Our teachers... I'm telling you more than I normally tell on stage, but I'm just telling you because it's conversation. Our teachers each had uh, maybe 10, 20 grand strapped around their waist. No they shit. Each came in with like uh, we 20 grand is probably a lot. That's there were three teachers, four teachers. It's probably 10 grand, five grand, whatever it was. But I remember one of my teacher that I had in my class showed it to me. She sat next to me. She was like, "I'm so nervous. I want you to see something." I thought she was going to show me her vagina. I was like, oh. <laughs> she goes, "No." She showed me a wad of cash. She goes, "We got to sneak this into the country, so we're paying off the mob to take." to keep us safe. So that's Damn. what they did. And they told us that our Whoa. first night, they're like, we need to, we're paying off the mob to keep us safe. The mob ran everything. The, and, and, like, and it's hard to understand, but every bit of Russia was run by the mob. If you wanted to do anything, you had to get permission by the mafia first. And wow. so we paid off the mob and they gave us two young gangsters, Igor and Sasha. And these guys, and they told us this, they're like, listen, they are banditi is what the word is. They're, they're in the mob. You don't, they told us our first, you don't talk to them. You don't make eye contact. You don't, you don't engage them. If they try to talk to you, you play stupid. And all I'm hearing the whole time is, let's get to know these motherfuckers. Because <laughs> these are now the two, two most interesting guys on the trip. Yeah. So, and they were, they were at a room right next to mine, randomly. So the first night, I grab a bottle of vodka and a six-pack of Baltica, which is their like, oh, local beer. And, uh, and, 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 and uh, by the way, and a lemon and some sugar. And a pocket knife because I thought we'd do lemon drops. <laughs> oh, quite manly. So that's, another, that's another part that I don't really tell. I'm telling you a much longer version. So I knock on their door and I had a sentence planned. I had worked on it all day. I was going to say, <laughs> which means, hello, my name is Bert. It's very nice to meet you. I work pussy. It really means I work with cats, but that's the best I could do. Like, I figured if I did enough of the hand movements, they'd be like, oh, either that or don't let them run your cat. So. But it doesn't matter because the second the door opens and I'm face to face with a real gangster, like a real like, – like you'd seen – like and, – and he just looks at me with like his tattoos and his wife beater and I'm just this frat boy from Florida State with a, with a bottle of vodka and some lemons and some – like, hey. He looks at me and he just goes, shto. And I panicked. I – everything I practiced on saying flooded out of my head and for some reason all I said to him in his doorway in Russian was, I am the machine. <laughs> And he, he started laughing. He goes, what did you just say? And I'm like, I'm the machine. And he's like, come here and tell my friends. He brings me into a room full of nine Russian gangsters. He's like, tell them what you just said. And I'm like, I'm the machine. And they started laughing. And they're like, fuck it, he's the machine. So we drank all night. And all I ever said was, I'm the machine. And then I, I like, at one point I pulled out the lemons. And they're like, the machine runs on lemons? And I was like, the machine runs on vodka. And so we did everything together. We, uh, these, we stole a boat. We ran a pool hall scam. Like, these guys became my buddies. Here's the interesting little footnote that um, I just recently realized in telling the story to my parents is um, is they, the, here's why they liked me. They had never seen 
any of the movies that we take for granted as Americans, any of the movies that we just grew up on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we were running this pool hall scam one night. It was, like, 35 bucks to buy the table, uh, 5 bucks every time you sank a ball, and it was slop counts. So I start, and I'm pretty good at pool. So as I'm sinking shots, I'm with all these gangsters, as I'm sinking shots, I just instinctually start doing that Tom Cruise color of money shit that, <laughs> they had never seen it. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? And Igor's like, he's the machine. So I got this legend of, like, being this wild. Wild, crazy, fun guy to be around, and so okay. So one night, I, I find out we're going to uh, we're going to uh, Moscow, and Igor's like, "I can go." And uh, no, different mob runs trains, and different mob runs Moscow. But don't worry, I talk to Banditi, you're fine. And so, sure enough, he pulls me aside. We get to the train station, and he introduces me to my two new gangsters, Igor and Igor, that are they're, they're gonna they're gonna chaperone us there, and then you know meet up with the two ones. And he says to him, he goes, guys, this is the machine. <laughs> if you give the machine vodka, you'll have a great time. <laughs> and the bigger the two, Igor's looks like a kid on Christmas. He's like, oh, I can't wait to play with the machine. <laughs> he's heard stories, right? He's like, he's like, the machine doesn't sit in coach with his class. The machine sits in first class with us. And I'm like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. I feel like John Stamos in that shitty movie. <laughs> or Richard Grieco, right? Like, I fucking made it. So. <laughs> we go to first class, and there's booze everywhere, and and everyone that works on the train at some point comes in to pay their respects as the train leaves. This is the part that is probably the most unbelievable part of the story. Not really, but one of the most. This is true. I swear to you right now. I always say I swear to my kids. I want to stop saying that, but it's so true that I need to prove it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The conductor walked into our cabin. The train is moving, okay? <laughs> the conductor walks in, I swear to you, and rips off the little like lapel, like the badge on his shoulder, like on his on the side of his sleeve, yeah. rips it off, hands it to me, and goes, this is a present for the machine. <laughs> I and, and he, then he looks at Igor and he goes, who's being honored to do a shot of the vodka with the machine? And I'm, all I'm thinking is, man, these machine <laughs> stories might have gotten out of control. Oh like, my. what the fuck did they say I do? Like, <laughs> okay, we drink all the vodka in like an hour and Big Igor's like, Big Igor goes, uh, fuck it, we go to the bar cart to get the more vodka. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm on the mob. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. We roll into the bar cart like a big dick in a locker room. <laughs> bam. And and everyone's staring at us. And Igor says to me, in Russian, big Igor goes, uh, machine, go behind the bar and grab bread. And I go, okay. So I start walking behind the bar. And as I do, I go, oh, my gosh, I'm learning Russian. Like, <laughs> I'm so proud because I'm learning – I'm learning – my way, not through flashcards and textbooks, but by joining the mafia. <laughs> and I'm behind the bar like, Igor, I know what you said. He's like, good for you, machine. And the machine find cheese. And I'm like, sir, cheese, I got cheese. I was like, give me another one. He's like, grab vodka. And I was like, I already know that one. Give me another one. And he's like, grab the money. And I'm like, what? He goes, grab the fucking money. And I realize at that instant we're robbing the bar cart. And I'm the one doing it hooked on phonics style. So I leave the bar cart. Two of my classmates see me, one girl that played the accordion. I forget her name. She was great. She sees me leave, and she goes, you were in so much trouble. <laughs> and we go to the first-class cabin. We go back. We open the vodka. We start drinking. And within five minutes, the head chaperone, her name was <laughs> She. I shouldn't probably say her name. Uh, we can take it out. Yeah, we can, we can yeah, get it out. Yeah. Uh, she comes in, and she, uh, she doesn't speak any Russian at all. She's an English teacher. She just happens to be a chaperone. She opens the door and then looks and just, like, just... This shit is fucking over. You can say goodbye to your two little friends right now because I am not dealing with this shit. I'm not putting up this. I'm not babysitting your ass as you run around this train. And Big Igor takes a sip of vodka, spits it in her face, and goes, no one talks to the machine like that. Whoa. Now I'm thinking, I don't want to be the fucking machine anymore. He shuts the door in her face and goes, fuck her. This is Russia. He goes, when it gets dark, we'll have a good time. I was like, whoa, what are we doing when it gets dark? He reaches in his pocket pulls out a ring of keys, and he goes, we're robbing the whole fucking train. And I would love to tell you that I am the kind of person that has a moral compass where I stand up and I go, not me. I was raised differently. I'm going to go back with my class and work on my verbs. But fuck it. Sometimes you got to rob a train, you know? (laughs) What are you going to fucking do? I was like, well, let's start with my class. So we robbed (laughs) robbed my class. We robbed the whole fucking train. And so, yeah. Wow. Now, 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 uh, the footnote that I probably don't tell on stage, but but is the truth. The main reason I robbed my class, it sounds horrible to say, was because these are two gangsters who had keys to the train. And they were going to do whatever the fuck they wanted. And I knew these kids. And I was like, I'm not going to let them just have their way. But 
so I kind of was with them the whole time to make sure nothing bad happened. We had a bunch of girls on our trip. These guys are gangsters, and and they did they did do bad shit. They robbed the train. They spit vodka in people's faces, and it was it was pretty fucking egregious. And I was a part of it. I totally was a part of it. But I was also I got in a lot of trouble. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we get to Moscow six in the morning. We've been drinking all night. The fucking we're so drunk. We've listened to Will Smith's second album in its entirety twice. <laughs> and the train stops, door opens, same teacher that got that got the vodka spit in her face, opens the door, looks at me very candidly and goes, um, I, I just want you to know they've alerted the police and walks away. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. I look out and there's a cop just taking a statement from my whole class who's all in their pajamas. They're really upset. Their shit's gone through. <clears throat> People spit some vodka in their face. Not me, but Igor definitely did. Yeah. And, and, they're, and apparently they don't know snitches get stitches. What the fuck? They're ratting <laughs> on their own classmate. It's like, fuck, I kept everyone alive. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah. the cop's taking the statement. Incredible. Yeah, and Big Igor's like, fuck, this is Russia. I'll fuck police in mouth. And I'm like, don't. Please don't. <laughs> don't. Do that for yourself. Don't include me in that mouth fucking. And he just walks out drunk as shit. Just cig- cigarette. Balavaka and just spins the cop around and just starts yelling at him like, just like fuck you, fuck what are you gonna do? What are you fuck you? We'll fuck you in the mouth. And he's pointing at me. We fuck you in the mouth. <laughs> we'll fuck you all night long. And the cop looks at me just like oh, and just in Russian. I don't know what it sounds like, but it sounds like this. It's like like point. It doesn't sound like he's like you're okay. Stay there. Don't worry about coming over here. I heard you didn't do anything. <laughs> I, it's a come to Jesus moment I, that like where you where you realize I fucked up. Yeah. Like I this is a game changer. This could be I could spend the rest of my life in the gulag yeah. for my behavior tonight. And it's like one of those moments where have you ever had your sphincter tighten up so quickly it whistles? You're like, <laughs> you're like and you're like, whoa. I walk to the cop, I'm like I'm like uh like Five steps from the cop. All I'm remembering, this is bizarre that I, all I'm remembering is what I was wearing. Because I remember what I was wearing thinking I'll be wearing this forever. This will be my outfit. This is my yeah. one. These are clothes I'll go into prison with and I'll wear this for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get five steps from the cop who's standing in front of the class I just robbed. Next to the gangster I robbed it with, he separates himself, takes two steps to me, like closes the distance, grabs me tight as shit by the arm, spins me away from Igor, away from my class, and gets literally an inch from my face and goes... So I understand you're the machine. <laughs> Holy I was like, shit. I was like, yeah. And he goes, ah, nice. Tonight you party with us. And so we went oh out with two God. cops. Yeah, he was like, he was like, he was like, what? No, nothing happened. No problems. No problems. We take you out tonight. We have good time. So we went out with two cops and a plastic surgeon to a strip club. Top five drunkest I've ever been in my life. And the cop at the end of the night grabs the cop keys, throws them to me, and he goes, you drive. And I'm like, hold on. I'm not driving a cop car drunk in Moscow. And he starts laughing. He goes, why not? I am police. What's the worst that can happen? And I was like, fuck it. I'm the machine. Let's do this shit. So that, yeah, that's the machine story. So, so. Holy shit. I just, I- I want to applaud. Oh, thank yeah. you. No, it's Fuck. it's it's Damn. now here now, now now let's now I, oh, I my God. not to take away the the lore but the 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 original story. I mean the the when it when it really happened, there was another guy with me the entire time. I don't, I don't know why I tell you this. I just but I like I there was another guy's name is John Bolshoi. He was with me the entire time. So so but I took his name out because it makes it quicker on stage to yeah, just yeah. tell the story. Yeah. But he was with me the whole time. And when he's when the cop said, "So I understand you're the machine." John was standing like behind me, and John was like. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I looked at John, and John's like, we're not in trouble? And I was like, I think we're going out with them. <laughs> and John was like, you're out of your fucking mind! So, yeah, oh, my God! So, so yeah, it was and, – and there was like – it was like bizarre. It was a fucking bizarre – it was a different time. That that will never exist again, um, that moment in like history because that, the mob ran everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you – it was like – it was just a neat, like, uh, little time in history where where I just happened to be – no one knew it. Like, no one knew it. Mm-hmm. The, the, and, like, none of the parents knew that we were going into a mob-run society. Yeah. And I didn't quite realize how much – how bad it was until that trip. And we got we got done. They didn't say anything to us in uh, Moscow about robbing the train, the class, the teachers. They didn't say a thing. They it was it's like when your parents go, uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, about this. yeah. They said we're not going to talk about this because we need to take the train back with those guys. And whatever you did to keep them in control, you're going to do that again. 
And we were like, I, I didn't want to hang out with these guys. They fucking scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I, I'll never forget the feeling when I realized I was robbing the train car, bar cart. And I was like, oh, my God, I would never do this in real life. But I'm already doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck it. I remember the, 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 the guy behind the bar wasn't making eye contact with me. He was, like, staring off to the side. And I was like, I'm not that guy. Oh, God. Oh, oh. God. And so, so we took the train back. And um, I had drinks with them. And I brought – some other people in to meet them and kind of and that was our whole thing the whole time is like and we all kind of had drinks and they were very they were much more low key and and then I disappeared into a different cabin because I didn't want to get fucking in, I didn't want to lose my shit again yeah. and then so then uh, and then we got back to St Petersburg and uh, and they were like all right we've got some new rules there's no robbing each other and I was like oh yeah I guess they're talking about me <laughs> and and, so, and the, but. But yeah, so, but then Igor kind of set him. My Igor set him straight, and he was like, "He fucking basically he's like, he fucking saved you. Like fuck you. They mm. could have fucking done anything. It's the mod, like you know." So, yeah. so you were a savior in the end. I, I, that's the way I like to look at it. I'm yes. sure anyone that was in that class right now is hearing that and going, "Fuck you! You took my camera. Like <laughs> <laughs> we took my shit too." Here's the worst part: my bag was with my class's bags. So when they went through shit, they just grabbed my shit too. We stole my pocket knife, my camera, my like. I was like, son of a bitch. So yeah. So you suffered along with them. I, I was. I, my, I wanted that pocket knife so badly. So I had to buy a new one when I got to Switzerland. So I had to then backpack through Europe for like three months. After I got done in Russia. Oh, my God. You were single-handedly wow. one of the most entertaining people I've ever met. That's what I have to say. Yeah. Thank screw you, those guys. commercials for Dos Equis. You are the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right here. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Are, uh, we, are we done? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, well, I mean, I know you guys. An hour. <laughs> I told – I said – I said, I go, we're not going to be doing this for an hour. And she's like, no. Nah. I'm sure you, you sat in the car and you're like, you're like, huh. She knew. Like you're going to talk for a while. <laughs> I'm starting my own podcast where I you interview where to. I interview myself. You where should. I have people interview yep. me. Where I just go up to a bus boy and I go, "You want to come sit in my hotel room and yeah. have a few beers with me and talk to me, <laughs> or let me just talk at you?" I want to do it with someone who doesn't speak. I want to have you on afternoon show that. sometimes so that we can actually have beers with you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. I'll All right, beer in the fridge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, um, go see Bert uh, tonight, 8 p.m., tomorrow and Saturday, 7 and 9.30 p.m. at Helium Comedy Club. Get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Ninth and Hawthorne, seriously, go. If you want to put me, find me on Twitter or Facebook, if you just go to bertbertbert.com, it's got all that info. And you can, you, can, uh, you can see the animated version of the machine story, and you can also buy a machine shirt, which are they're like – I shall be purchasing yeah, one of those. They're, I can want one, too. Just come down to the show. I'll give you one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have, right. awesome. I, have, I have my shows, too. So if you want to get one, you can get one at the show. Um, Sweet. But they're great cotton. They're, my wife was obsessed about the cotton blend. She was like, I'm not buying bullshit shirts that look like a fucking, like a fat collar <gasps> that look like those hefty t- shoes. That's, like, that's what we did, too, because we yeah. upgraded our t- shirts. Yes. Like, we don't want them to look like pieces of shit. Like, this is representing yeah. us. Yeah, she goes, yeah. she goes it's, a good, it's a really cool design. It's, if you see it, it's, it's a communist block picture of myself. I look like St- Stalin, just looking off to the side, and then it says in Russian below it, "I am the machine." Yeah. Oh, that's that is awesome! So it's a great shirt. So my wife got really good cotton. So, so, and I got three colors. So I'll have them at the show. If you want to get one at burberbert dot com tomorrow night, I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah tomorrow yeah. night we'll be. And there. then last thing I'm gonna say, ready? Yes, no, last thing I'm gonna plug say. Plug away, plug away. No, no, yes. no, no, no. This isn't even a plug. This is just for your listeners. If you want to be fully entertained, go to my website and go to my blog and click on "What Will the Maid Think." And it is the funniest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I leave hotel rooms in a manner so that the maid – can you see it right there? I have your – actually have Alpha Brain pulled uh, uh, up. Go, go to – keep going up. Keep going up. Oh, here it is. Uh, right. What will the maid think? Is yes. that it? So these are uh, – I leave the room in a manner. So click here. I think to see the photos. Click there. So I leave the room in a manner so that when the maid sees it, she goes, what the fuck happened in here? <laughs> yeah. I. It's the – Funniest thing I've ever done in my entire life, other than my ass wax. This one's my favorite. I did this one in Canada, where I just left. I just left the room, and I just tied a sheet to the chair and then hung it out the window. So when the maid comes in, she goes, "What the fuck happened in here?" And I don't trash the rooms. I tip them aggressively, but I'm telling you, it's the funniest thing I've ever done. This one's. I love this one too. This one, I just took a shirt. I, it looks like a torso, and I put it in my little mini bar. <laughs> so it looks like I'm keeping a bo- torso. This is the most genius thing I've ever it's, seen. Uh, I got offered a book deal. They were like, can you do 40 more? I was like, 40 more? Are you out of your fucking mind? That is art right there. That is oh, art. Oh, where did it go? It doesn't come up for some reason, but I, that is a toilet that looks like a snake. 
Oh, that is incredible. <laughs> fucking go- These are really impressive. These are works of fucking art. There are. They I, are. I, I had an artist say, you have great uh, reference for spatiality or something. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, thank you. And he goes, no, no, you really like, you really should consider doing this more often. I go, there's no fucking money in it. Yeah. I end up losing 150 bucks every time because I have to tip the fucking maid. I mean, that is just creepy. <laughs> that is really creepy. What's really creepy I about this? I don't like that. Wait, wait, wait. Go, go back to this. If you see the... Yeah, there's oh, the bigger this one. The, yeah, where you, you see the feet. <gasps> I in don't like that. That's the feet. I left the feet in there. So <laughs> wait, what's really crazy is I did this at night drunk, right? I did this. <laughs> that was my lamp. That's uh that's a sheet, and then that's the the bottom of the bed, you know, the little though they put that little foot thing oh, on yeah. the bottom of the bed. Yeah. That's what that is, and then I cut out the face with like with with some paper that they had, like the the you know, the Wi Fi internet. A little triangle thing, yeah, yeah. And I taped it. I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night, forgetting I had that. And I got went to go take a piss, and I saw that, and I fucking lost my shit. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" And then I was like, "Oh my god, I just got me so good." <laughs> okay, yeah, we're gonna post a link to this immediately. Oh, that's fucking awesome, you guys. This has been a blast. Thank oh, you so much. Thank, Thank you for coming on. No. This is so fucking cool. Yeah, get your my tickets now. Heliumcomedy.com. Bert. 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 Dot com. Buy a T-shirt. Seriously. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, there it was, an epic interview with Mr. Burt Kreischer. Oh, he's great. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. I do want to remind you all that you can go to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and click on the Amazon link or, oh my or the Expedia link if you so want to plan your, to your own on. Mexico vacation. All of that stuff helps us out tremendously, and thank you so much. Send us an email, funemploymentradio.gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And uh, we'll have another best of for you tomorrow. Awesome. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.